All right, my friends, welcome back to the Kokoro Movement Podcast. On this episode, we have the triumphant return of Dr. Sebastian Gonzalez. We had a great conversation about what to do when you get out of school, what education to take, whether you should work for somebody else or work for yourself. We just went all over the place. It was great. So I'm just going to jump right into it. And here we go. friends before we get started on this podcast i wanted to talk to you guys about a pretty big adventure that i just recently remembered i completely forgot about it but i was working uh, for some friends of mine at a place called mama burger and what they told me was that there was this kayak race that goes down the verde river down in camp verde arizona and they said that it was that weekend which was only four days away so i ran home jumped on my computer and signed up and then here we are four days later and i drive all the way down to camp verde i'm borrowing a kayak from these people i have no idea what's going on or what's starting or where and then these race officials just start pointing me towards the water so i grab my new kayak and i jump into the water and and just start paddling and i'm paddling and i'm just you know this adrenaline dump and i'm paddling as hard as i can and then i don't I realized that I don't have any idea like how far I'm going. So I decided to slow down a little bit and I'm having a great time looking around. You know, I used to live down there. So we go past my old house and it was interesting to see the old property from the river. And then we get to these, you know, these little rapid portions. So, you know, they have these race officials on either side of the river and they're like, hey, there's this rock here, this rock here. And, you know, so make sure you don't hit those rocks because that's a bummer. And so I had one that was like, don't hit that rock. And that's immediately what I did. I just plowed into that rock as hard as I could and just slid all the way to the front of the the kayak. And I just (laughs) was freaking out. But then, you know, I bounced off the rock and then kind of kept going, you know, so kind of recovered from that head on collision. And then you know, get down the river about another couple miles and there's a there's a, a little rapid part that, you know, turns left and then swerves right. And I, you know, navigate the left turn and then that current catches me and the, the kayak flips over. And so then that thing starts to fill with water. And so that kayak becomes this thing that weighs like whatever, 50 pounds. And then it starts to get heavier and heavier because it's just filling with water. And so I jump out onto the bank and I'm trying to drag this drowning kayak out of the water and dump all the water out. And then I'm just standing there, you know, in my triumphant victory of, you know, not losing a kayak and then having to swim the rest of the race. And, you know, just was like, well, I got to go to the bathroom now. So, you know, just use that opportunity to uh, relieve myself of excess fluids in the body and then you know jump back in um, and then eventually get to the finish line 
you know, and they have, they're celebrating and then they give me a trophy and they're like, hey, you won. And I'm like, oh, great. And then, you know, half an hour later, the race official just walks up and takes the trophy away. And he's like, you know what? You started too early. So you actually didn't win. And it was like, oh, just, just the emotional turmoil of going from being a champion to just, you know, being like 20th place or whatever. So, you know, but then free hot dogs. It was a great day. I don't know what sparked that memory, but, you know, just a couple of days ago, I just was driving down the road and that memory just popped into my head. And I just thought, man, that's a great story to share with my wonderful podcast listeners. So there you go. And uh, we are going to jump into this podcast with Dr. Sebastian Gonzalez. I got a new gimbal today. A gimbal? What's that? So you know how like when people go and they're like following, let's say a video camera, like they're following a motorcycle on a motorcycle and you're like, how's that so smooth? Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so it, it stays level. It's like your Luke Skywalker going through the Death Star kind of thing. Yeah. So I got one, but it's like, it's like $500. Like they're so expensive, but yeah, it really ups your video game. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah Cause I'm, uh, planning on signing up for the Michael Shacklock course at the, uh, next week. Oh, are you? Yeah, man. So we'll be able to hang out for four days. Oh, see, I don't So I'm not going to make it. <laughs> wait. So wait, is that the one in Flagstaff already? No, or that's or in uh, Scottsdale. Oh yeah. Yeah. I won't make it. I thought that was in August. How dare you? I know. But I, to be fair, I've already been twice. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's in November. So that's the oh. one that I'm going to. Yeah. Got it. Got Yeah, November. Maybe if I get lucky, I'll just drive out that way. But I want to attend the course, but I, I, I don't want to spend another $1,200 right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so we got just enough people signed up for my workshop this weekend to where I can sign up for that one. So it's just, you know. That's my new, that's my new thing. I'm going to teach courses so that I can take courses. That's how that goes. That's a good idea. And if yeah. you host them, you can get, you can get shot clock for free. I think. I know. So th the problem is, <laughs> is a Flagstaff's kind of a pain to get to. And so, um, I have, uh, since the last time I talked to you, I've parted ways with the CrossFit gym that I used to coach at and, uh, partnered with a strength and conditioning gym and we opened up a new space. Oh, nice. So, we're working really hard to try and get that together because, um, you know, I'm traveling a lot and working a lot and he has two kids. So it's just trying to get it together. Um, but we're going to start really trying to host a lot of stuff and see what people are willing to come up to Flagstaff for, because it's, because it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a two and a half hour drive, uh, North of Phoenix. And then the Flagstaff airport is 100% unreliable. You know, so it's just, mm -hmm. it's just trying to get people here, but you know, we're a good central hub for, uh, people that want to go and explore like Northern Arizona, because we're like a geographical oddity. We're about two hours away from everything. So like, mm -hmm. if you want to go check out the Grand Canyon or, you know, check out page or Antelope Canyon, it's just all right there. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I, I bet though. It, so when I'm, I'm putting on this workshop coming up soon here. And so yeah. the, I was talking to a couple, I was talking to Ben and actually Justin about like how, how do you get people to go to courses, you know, cause they were doing, they, they were, they were in R2P for a while and right. the, the, the attendance was really good. And he's like, honestly, like they're both on my thing or honestly, like it, you, you got to have a good time and learn some stuff too. And so 
my my promo thing was I'm gonna make tomahawk steaks. Yeah, you know, and a beer after, and it's just a bro down session. We're gonna learn some good stuff. So, I, I bet if you got like a really good beef farm there, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you guys have a mate like so. The Sam's Club in Scottsdale has these amazing cowboy steaks. Yeah. So you I'll have to that. go. Yeah, I'll have to go to Sam's Club and see what we got going on. But uh, or sorry, in in some flags, it's right in Flagstaff. Yeah. Yeah crazy i don't know so that's that's where i'm at right now is trying to figure out what i'm doing from here on out because it's a completely different scenario than where i was before where i had to ask permission and mm-hmm. now i just do it because you know the 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 guy that i'm partnered up with he wants to learn everything too so we're in the same boat and so we're just winging it you're definitely gonna, you're definitely gonna learn uh when you go to the shack locks, you're going to learn a lot with, uh, I know I just referred to that guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a good friend. And so he, he, uh, he needs that, you know, he yeah. really needs that. And so you're going to, you're going to hammer on people with, with that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to, to have the opportunity to take that, you know, and it's all, it all just works out the way it's supposed to. Um, mm-hmm. so the reason why I wanted to get you on is because, you know, you had this, uh, this, uh, chiropractic student on your podcast and and you know you guys were talking about like what to do during school and what to do like after school and then like how to implement all this stuff and I was like yelling at your podcast that was the first podcast that I was yelling at where I'm like me too what are we like you know it's just really interesting because you know like you're a doctor and I'm a massage therapist, but we go through kind of the same stuff. Like what do we do when we get out of school? Do we go work for somebody or do we just go out and, and work for ourselves because one's better and one's kind of not. And then, but one is less scary and one is very scary, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so did you start your own thing right out of school? Yeah, I I did. I had, um, I don't want to say I had a safety net, but the, uh, there at the time, um, the guy that I was working with originally, like, so he was my, uh, call a postceptor or like basically the guy you do your internship, don't get paid, but you, but you develop a relationship. And so I was there for a while. And so he, he agreed to like a month to month, thousand dollars a month type of room rental. Um, and it, actually this surprisingly, there's probably a lot of chiropractors and, and physical therapists that can encounter the same kind of thing. By the way, a thousand dollars in my opinion was too much at the time. I just, I'm like, great, cool. You know, it was like a month to month. It didn't seem like very scary. Um, but the uh, the guy was, he only worked three days a week. Like I, in here, I only work really three days a week. So there's there's like four days a week where it's completely your own clinic. And so I thought that was a good potential to do that. And just rent, I rented a room um, because I developed a relationship with him and I knew his whole working scheme. He really didn't want me to leave either. And so I said, what if I just trade hours for rent? And so I worked for him for... I forget how many hours we agreed upon, but let's, let's just say 20 hours a week. Um, and as, cause that gave him time to find someone else to replace me. And then I just traded it for rent and it was, it was a good safety net there. Um, but I think I was, like you said earlier, it, it's kind of scary doing your own, but like, and you consider the hours that you work, like <clears throat> the hours that you work, consider um for somebody else versus the hours you work for yourself like it's like a no-brainer it's yeah. like i could have seen like five people a week and made the same amount of money type of thing you know right yeah that's kind of where and it's even worse uh for us so like right now i'm charging uh 85 for an hour and you know there's all these different job postings that 
come up of, of, you know, hey, massage therapist needed in this part of Colorado and you start out at $30 an hour. And I'm like, wow, that's not very much. Right. You know what I mean? But then you're, so technically you're doing three massages in order to make up for what I'm making for just an hour. You know what right. I mean? So then it's, it's trying to figure out like what's kind of best for you. And if you're truly kind of wanting to be on your own and do your own thing, because that's another thing is like people that you work for try to steer you in a direction that they want instead of a direction that you want. Yeah. But I, I think, uh, or by the way, or we have massage therapists listening, I'm guessing. Is that why? Yeah. Um, okay. So well, just kind of anybody really it's cause we have a lot of like <laughs> personal trainers that are, it's like the same thing. Oh yeah. So we're all trying to accomplish the same goal, which is making people move better. Right. So, yeah. Well, so I, I think that something that people need to be, um, considerate of is when they're starting their own or if they're venturing out on their own is that so my story like I I was a waiter for like still six months after graduate like I had a chiropractic degree I was technically a doctor waiting tables on a Saturday you know and uh, I think people got to be willing to like suck up their pride and and work work a job they don't really want to work for a little bit in in an effort to do what you want to do there was a student I told him that he was he didn't, he didn't want to go work in this one practice with this one style. And he's like, I don't know. I don't want to do my own thing. I'm a little freaked out. I'm like, dude, go be a plumber. I'm like, I know a guy who will pay you $30 an hour to be a plumber. I want you to do that for six months or so. Do it a Saturday, Sunday. And then five days a week, you do your other stuff, you know? Um, but I think as a PT or sorry, a massage therapist or, or a personal trainer, it's like be willing to go do that grunt work stuff. And then on the side, you do your own thing until you have, you do the rough math in your head, which I did when I was a waiter. I'm like, okay, I make about $120, $30 in tips through the day. I'm like, I could have made that in an hour. Yeah. Good. I have one client on Saturday consistently coming. I'm going to quit my job. Right. And so I think when they hit that point, then they can feel good about um, But I think a lot of people are very like, like they're not willing to work hard. And, you know, they get out of school and they're like, I've accomplished this. I deserve this. It's like, dude, no, no one's going to give shit to you. You know, just, just, you got to yeah. work hard. Right. And it's a, you know, the constant battle of like how many chiropractors are in your area, you know, and how many massage therapists are in your area. So it's, or how many personal trainers are in your area. There's millions of them, you know, so you just got to really bust your ass and, and get your own clientele. Like the, the work hard thing I think is like, that's a really critical piece of becoming a successful entrepreneur, which is essentially what we are. And Mm -hmm. you know, it's the, the, I don't want to work hard thing is weird because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think that that's where like my mixed martial arts background, like really benefited me because like, if you want to make progress, you just work your ass off mm-hmm. and then you become better at whatever it is. And then the CrossFit was the same way. Like when you train four hours a day, your lifts go up and your times get faster. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's, it translates really well. Like however hard you work, that's what you get out of it. And so, you know, the just, and just being better and, you know, like educating yourself, I think is really important. And I think that's where, you know, uh, you know, at least the chiropractors, uh, have a really good idea of what education they should be taking. And like the student that, uh, you interviewed said he was just taking them, taking courses every weekend. He was a, he was an anomaly beast, by the way. He yeah. Was, <laughs> like I, I, I'd venture to say that he, he is, um, 
in his class, probably like 90th percentile in regards to knowledge because he's experienced so much so far. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but a lot of chiropractors coming out, like they don't, like I interviewed someone later that, um, he's at Western States. Uh, he, he, uh, they have a business class there, which is like a, it's a, he says it's really good. It's man, it's a mandatory class. And he said, literally almost no one shows up to it. Yeah. You know? And so I don't think they are willing to, or, or maybe they're not acknowledging that that they are entrepreneurs. If they're going to start their own business, they are entrepreneurs. If they're going to get a job, they got to showcase even who they are then, you know? Right. Yeah. Interesting. And so, cause that's where like, and that's what I really want to start to change in the massage therapy space is just like, Hey, there's other shit out there other than just like Chine saying or whatever, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that stuff benefits some people. I'm not saying that it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, like Qigong is like a, a meditative breathing practice. So like, there's a lot of people that need that shit, especially if they have a job that they hate, that's really stressful. You know what I mean? But right. there's so much more information that's out there. And so, you know, then when I got out of school, like I think we talked about on your podcast, like I had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just started uh, asking around and then started following a bunch of people. And then they started pointing me in all these directions. And now I'm off to the races, you know, so like, because like, you know, just understanding like the basics of the nervous system or how one joint affects another joint is so incredibly important, which is one of the reasons why um, me and Andy Shea started up this workshop so we can give people that basic information and then give them a direction at the end of the course to where to go and mm-hmm. what to pursue if they're interested in that. Yeah, I think it's a, it's an important thing of, um, uh, I, I know with, with my workshop, we're kind of doing the kind of do the same. Like I, I call it a sampler platter. Yeah. And if you want more of it, you go buy it somewhere else. Right. And, uh, but it's, but it's tough that if you don't know what to try and, um, I guess this is a tangent topic. I just thought about it when you were talking about massage therapists again, is that, um, so a while back I was the, uh, I was like kind of like coordinator of we did ART, these Ironman events. And so I did, I was the main like kind of point of contact for the Oceanside one. And so there was like about, say 15, 10, 15 providers that came of different types. There's DCs and PTs and um, massage therapists and so on. Right. And so we'd get this tent where everyone's kind of rolling up and they're about a day before the race. And they're like, Hey, can I get some ART done? Right. And they'd sign this little book. And then, so I'd be the guy at the front and by by the way, like, I don't, when I got to those events, I was like, my, my, my goal is to not have to work on anybody. (laughs) And so I, I would try to get the line clear. Right. And it's like, Hey, you go over to Joe. Hey, you go over to Anna. Um, and then I looked over and there's two massage therapists there and they were taking forever. And so I pulled them off the side. I said, look, I understand, you know, that you're like, you usually have a lot more time, but here's what I want from, here's the challenge I want from you today is that I want you to look at the person, assess to figure out what's going on and work for five minutes or less, make a definitive change and make them go. Cause they're not paying for this. And also too, like they're like, you're, I, th- I think the, like you're slowing the line down, you know, and everybody else is working quicker. Not yeah. to say it's, it's, um, there's not a need to work longer, but I think uh, one paradigm shift, I think in massage as well as training is make the same change in shorter time. Yeah. Like we're stuck on this trading hours for, for uh, pay kind of thing, you know, right. um, chiropractic, it's like, I have some people come for 15 minutes. I have some people come to 45, but it's really yeah. when, however long it takes me to make the change. Right. And so that's the same with me too, is that the, all the accumulated knowledge that I have allows me to make a significant change in somebody in just a couple minutes. 
but it just depends on what we're trying to accomplish. And so if somebody wants an hour's worth of work, then we're going to go out and we're going to do some, some strength and conditioning. We're going to do some activations. We're going to start to do movements that they need in order to make that neurological change that I just did more permanent because in, you know, that's essentially what we're doing in a short amount of time is mm-hmm. we're giving them a couple hours of relief. We're convincing the brain that that is temporarily safe. So that's how we make it more permanent is by going out and showing them, Hey, this is what you do. This is how you do it. And this is what's going to make a permanent change in your body. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. Yeah. And I, I think, I think we talked about this before is that when, when people come see you, then they, if they're expecting one hour of touch and they get 20 minutes of touch and 40 minutes of, of a corrective and loading, like they're, they're going to be upset unless yeah. you preface it somehow and, you know, like talk to them and set expectations. Correct. And said so that's, you know, part of my uh, intake process when I'm talking to them on the phone is just like, Hey, I don't do that kind of thing. I don't do like, if you need like a full body kind of relaxing type of massage or you want deep tissue stuff, then these are the people that you should go to because I'm going to make this better and we're going to get on a path to where that's no longer an issue for you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just explaining that kind of right off the get and, you know, sometimes I lose clients to that and sometimes I get clients because of that. And so it's just really being honest about what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's, um, they, I know that actually, so one of the podcasts I'm going to do pretty, pretty quickly here is, uh, I I'm all set up for it today, but I need it as a, uh, it brought, it came up because I was interviewing the second, second student and we call, uh, in, in office, I do what I call a 10 minute rule game. And so whenever someone calls, uh, if you don't have 10 minutes, don't pick up, take a message and call them back. And so when you have 10 minutes or so, you call them back and you're like, Hey Joe, you heard you have a leg, uh, an ankle problem. Tell me about that. Right. Yeah. And so, but they might lead the conversation off with, Hey, how much for a quick adjustment? You know, or yeah. like, hey, how much for a massage? And he's like, well, uh, $85. And like, mm, massage MB is 40 Yeah, I'll see you later. You know, and so I, I attempt to get them to converse for 10 minutes so I can figure out, you know, like build, build some rapport, figure out even if they want, should be coming to see me or not. Um, yeah. And see if they're willing to, to try whatever. And so I think for the podcast, uh, I'm going to call random friends. And just like, kind of like, uh, what was it? Jerky boys back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Hey man, how much for an adjustment? <laughs> and just see what they do. Um, and then coach them through it. Cause it's a hard thing to, uh, to set that framework in the beginning to make sure that patient's, um, going to get their expectations met when they see you. Yeah. That's a, cause that's a really important is to educate your client, like massage envy is not going to help you with your low back pain, especially if you're not walking, you know what I mean? You're going to feel better for maybe an hour. And that's if you get a decent therapist, because mm-hmm. like, you know, out of, um, how many people did I have in my class? I think I had 15 in my class and there's three of us, including myself that I would send somebody to and mm-hmm. all the rest of them work at massage envy. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. and like they're, was one uh, woman in particular, every time the teacher was talking, she would be like on her knees with her head tucked in between her knees. What's she doing? I, said, I don't know. <laughs> and she would just be sitting there and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? 
Maybe the ground smelt good. Uh, maybe. I doubt it. <laughs> it's a really old building. It's gross. And so, you know, it's, it's, so she's not paying attention to any of the instruction in just the remedial massage education. So then what do you think that she's going to provide for you if you go into some, into her with something that's like inherently complex? Like yeah. trying to figure out where your back pain's coming from. And so, you know, I don't know. It's a, uh, but there's sometimes where people like you're too expensive and that's, and you're just like, okay, sounds yeah. good. You know, I, I tell him fine. Like on the, on the phone, like I, I, uh, I, I tell him, look at some point, if they're not come, coming to see me or like they're putting lash back on that, I'll, 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 I'll say, look, uh, you know, like I, I'm not trying to sell you to come here anymore, but I'm gonna give you some, some advice as a human. Okay. Whatever you have going on should probably be able to be significant, like noticeably better within four or five sessions yeah. and that should be with me or with somebody else or wherever you go. And so do yourself a favor. Like if you find yourself in that situation, call me back, you know? Yeah. But, but if you're not, don't, just don't go forever. Just as a human, don't be that guy, you know? Right. And so, yeah, the price is going to be more because I'm confident in the results I'm going to give you. And you got to trust me and, or you're going to trust me enough, hopefully that I'll offload you if I don't help you, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's an important thing when people have a, a issue going on. They, they just want to know what to do. Yeah, man, it's a, <laughs> it's, but that's like, that's the scary part, you know, especially when you're starting out on your own and trying to figure out how to get clientele because like the, the marketing thing is really hard and it works very marginally, you know what I mean? So they, they call it, you know, what I discovered is it's like funnel marketing. So whatever you uh, pay for, for like Instagram, you're going to have like, a thousand people looking at that post and then a hundred people are going to click on it. Maybe you get one person, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so then you're like, great, got one more person, you know? So I fell into that uh, Yelp trap where, you know, oh, don't, don't use them. Oh no, it's so <laughs> bad, you know, but I was just like, it's starting out and you know, Hey, getting a hundred new clients a week sounds great. You know, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's so bad. You know, something that I, I don't know how, how deep people are going to go on things, but, but some things that have worked for me, like in, in uh, getting patients or clients is uh, number one, YouTube videos work extremely well for me, but it was easier back in the uh, 10 years ago. Wow. Wow. Wes. Um, but if you, uh, if you create the content, there's, there's something you can share. Yeah. And um, I, I remember like there was a guy that he was, uh, I, I want to say Scott Harmon or something like that. Cause I kept seeing his post everywhere on YouTube. And so he'd go through this gym. He it seemed like he ran the gym out and he would just show you how to set up a machine and he'd do it shirtless and he would just start pulling weight. And so millions and millions of followers, and I doubt this guy works anymore. Um, but my, <laughs> mine were, mine were based upon clinical stuff. It's, um, some, some of them that hit really well is, uh, I like, I personally had an oblique strain. So I just told the story. Um, it just, all the things that bothered me, what I couldn't, couldn't do, what I was worried about, Here's the things I tried and I wrote an article surrounding it and people, I mean, so I'm still surprised how people email and they're just like, some of her just in tears are like, Oh my God, I've been searching forever for something about this. And I I'm, I'm just how you are in that. How did you overcome this? Then after that, it comes into, well, crap, you're not local. I can't help you. Yeah. You know, but, but it's, it's, it's easy to, when you create a, a video, especially on something obscure, um, Miles or Parasitica. Um, that one hits really well for me. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure in massage if you guys have like a, a certain kind of obscure like afterthought um, thing that you try to address that they talked about in school that was like only you barely ever see. Those are the best ones because no one's competing to make videos on those things. Yeah, there's so that's the thing is they don't talk about anything in school. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like it's it's like the most basic education that you could possibly get. You know what I mean? So it's just like, and so, you know, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about is like what we wish that we learned in school, because like for me, it's everything that I know now and nothing from my massage school contributed anything to that. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, and that's just kind of the difference I think. Well, me and me and Ben have talked about this before. Um, his his podcast did not release on mine yet, but it, it's it's you'll you'll hear it. It's, it's supposed to schedule for next week, but we're waiting on that CE thing to occur. Yeah. So anyways, um, but the basic idea of it is that um, to get good at something, you need to just meet your colleagues in practice, and they're not going to teach it in school because they're responsible for getting you through boards. But like like Ben and uh, you met Donald and uh, Deluca. DeLuca and uh, they're down there by Andy. Um, So they're going to come up in a week and we're all going to practice neurodynamics, you know, because I've forgotten part of it. But I think, I think people need to be willing, massage therapists, trainers need to be willing to be, to be bros with their competition. Yeah. You know, and then practice together rather than like shy away and like talk crap on the guy, you know, like, like just because he, he sees clients in the area too, you know? Yeah. So that's a, and so this is an interesting thing that comes up quite a bit. And like in Flagstaff, Arizona, I'm on an Island man. Like there's me and nobody else. And so that's big reason why I started this podcast is so I can, you know, have, uh, these conversations with the people that I consider my bros, you know? So like, cause it's just, um, it's so desolate up here and so like any of the massage therapists that i talk to i'm like hey have you heard of this they're like no and i'm like are you gonna try it out and they're like no i'm good and they're like okay that's <laughs> like, why you gotta bargain them with steaks or something yeah you know, let's go over meet there and have beers and steaks and yeah let's just practice <laughs> yeah but like we don't so they're not practicing anything other than just the, the body work you know so they're not expanding their knowledge past that mm-hmm. so that's kind of where that's where i'm at and what i'm trying to change and where I'm trying to motivate people that there is a substantial amount of more knowledge out there other than just what counts as continuing education for massage therapists. Like it's, and well, well, have you tried yet? Um, so I, I've had people shadow me, they're, they're interns or, um, and you know, I've had some colleagues ask too, and, and I've actually asked other colleagues the same thing. I'm like, Hey, I got this case. What would you do? You know? And, um, and their suggestions sometimes are obscure, uh, more obscure than, or it's, it's different than I would have done. I'm like, okay, I'll try that. Uh, and it works. And, yeah. and it, so it makes me think about, Hmm, what do they know that I don't know? Yeah. Um, and even the interns that have come in, like there's one guy in particular that he, uh, he, he, he saw me work in one fashion with one guy with uh, lumbar stenosis. And then, so he was at school and he saw someone else doing manual therapy on little lumbar stenosis case. They didn't get better. And so he just grabbed the guy and then tried like two things. And he's like, he's, he, the guy had the response of, oh, I'm healed type of thing. I'm sure he wasn't healed, but yeah. he felt really good. Right. And, and so he's like, holy crap, that worked, you know? Yeah. And so now I have his attention and 
I bet if you were able to do that somehow that you'd get their attention more and you'd be able to spread the, uh, the movement, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I do, uh, talk to my dad every once in a while, who's been a massage therapist for over 20 years. And sometimes I'm talking to him about how frustrating this certain person is. And he's like, well, just, why aren't you doing this? I'm like, well, shit, I don't know, dad, I guess I'll try that out. You know? <laughs> and so, you know, there is something to be said for like having 20 years of experience and seeing everything, you know, and, uh, there is a couple, um, massage therapists that were in school with me that I try to meet up with every once in a while. But like I said, it's just a really unmotivated crowd up here. And, um, there is one chiropractor that I try to communicate with on a regular basis, but you know, it's kind of the same way with him. And so it's just like, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to articulate how frustrating it is, uh, just kind of being up here by myself and trying to build that network. Like you're talking about. Well, are they, do you think they're resisting because they're actually busy or they're not, they don't care or say they don't like you? Like, is there, is there a, what, what's your, what's your thought on actually what it is? So I think that, um, there is a part of it where they don't care. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a major part of it. Um, there might be a minor part of it of that. They just don't like me. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, and I think that, you know, like what we were talking about, um, when we started that there's a big, uh, motivational piece piece there as well like where you're that that student that you were talking about is an anomaly you know where he just wants to learn anything and everything and is going to come out of school just crushing it you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that's um i don't know well I, want, well I wonder with the people up there then if you can um i guess at some point you just ask them like hey how come how come you don't want to just you won't offend me just how come you don't want to yeah. Oh, I'm actually busy or Hey man, you stink or whatever. <laughs> and so there's yeah. something to, to maybe get them there, you know, or maybe, Hey, can, can you show me something like you do the reverse thing? There's uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a way. Uh, yeah. But it, I, I hear what you're saying though. It is really like, I have some colleagues where I, I want to show them some stuff and they're open to, they're a little like, they'll, they'll hear me out cause they know me, but it's like, they don't apply it. I'm like, dude, like you, like, like McKenzie extension for lumbar spine disc. It's like, dude, this is like, according to Chris protocol, it's like, this is like 41% of what we see, you know, um, like, please, please just try it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and they don't know they ditch it quick and it's just, they're not married to the idea yet, you know? Yeah. And it's, I th there's a, I think there's like the comfort zone thing. And I think that learning new stuff for people, especially complicated stuff is really uncomfortable. And I think a lot of people that I interact with uh, aren't really into that. You know what I mean? They're just mm -hmm. really into uh, staying within kind of where they're at, which is fine. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just, I think my biggest frustration is that I'm like, I'm so incredibly motivated to just go in that direction and I'm, fucking going you know what i mean and so i'm like hey come with me there's new amazing stuff over here and they're like nah, i'm good and yeah. I'm like, ah, you know so it's yeah. just but that's why you know i use i use this uh this podcast to get off my little island and talk to people and learn more stuff yeah it is it is useful i feel that with when i speak to people on podcasts too but it's the, the, the manual part and, uh, you know, the technique part is it's like, it's, it's really hard on, on audio. It, 
it sparks my interest every time I, I interview someone. I'm like, hmm, I haven't tried that before. And so I just had to tinker with it, but I'm sure I would learn it quicker if, if they would show me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I travel so much. And that's why I'm in San Diego like six times a year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's because like that's where, you know, you know, speaking on like Ben Ramos, like I just sit there and listen to that guy talk for like an hour and I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, <laughs> how yeah. come you're not? <laughs> How come you're not like all the time? You should be just like talking all the time to everybody. Oh, oh he talks way too much. <laughs> no, so, you know, our mutual uh, acquaintance and Michael Band, I think that guy talks too much. But I think, oh, I, oh, I love Michael Band. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, last, I, I love harassing him. It's so fun. We <laughs> went to a brewery last time after the, uh, it was the, the fixture on back course. Oh, yeah. man, that was amazing. Um, I think we we're talking about anime that time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. He's a, he's an interesting person, you know, and I've known him for a long time, like close to a decade and, you know, um, and he's fun to talk to, but then there's sometimes where, you know, he's really like, well, I'm Michael Band, and I'm like, cool, but you don't know like all the stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll just make him keep going. Like usually like this deal, dealing with a Michael Band is, uh, yeah, I'll just say, say hey, he's, he's like, you know, here's a, here's a Mac computer. Cool. Tell me more about that. So what do you, why do you think keys feel different than it, than, a, than, than the old Macs? Huh? What do you think they did on that thing? Just make him keep like running. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Oh man. Uh, so then like going back to like what you wish you would have learned in school. I think that that's a really interesting thing too, because mm-hmm man, I, I really think like, especially in my profession, I can, uh, make a big change on that and make people, you know, or help people get to be more effective, especially if they're going out and, uh, trying to help people get better, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I think something that I, 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 I had a really good start. I think the guy that I was, uh, the, the guy that I was with, um, for the like base clinic and stuff like that. Like he, he did a really good job of, of showing me like really clear communication of like hair, um, just being, just being confident, you know, and saying, if I can't make a change in four to six times or so, then, then, you know, maybe this isn't for you or, yeah. um, he used to have a different phrase with it, but for the most part, that's kind of what we meant. And so, uh, I, th- I think because of that, I was actually, I was busy in the beginning, you know, and I kind of like ooze the same kind of thing, but at the same time, his, his confidence in that style of care also, uh, uh, it, 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 it didn't, it's not like he blocked me from learning other things, but I thought that was the thing, the yeah. only, like the only thing. And so I, I kind of wish I had, I guess, a mentor that had been exposed to more. And so like, I know that with, with my last intern and now I got three interns, um, I'm trying to show them the tools and the toolbox approach, you know, and, and at that point they don't get really married to like just the dogma of one style. Uh, and I think that's probably the thing, I guess that wouldn't have necessarily been in school because schools are kind of, they'll, they'll teach you what's, what's necessary to pass boards. But once you get out and into the field and shadowing people, I think that's where you have to start exploring different styles and you'll see one guy loves this style and that guy loves that style. And, where can you improve both of their styles just from an objective standpoint uh, rather than just following, you know? Right. Um, but the, the confidence though, I think was very helpful to me because 
in my observation, like students, which rightfully so, they're scared to death of like missing a red flag and like having someone have cancer walk in their office. And I'm like, dude, the school teaches you that really well. Like you, all the other stuff you probably don't know as well. Right. But you know that, you know, and yeah. it just doesn't feel right. So um, that's probably the, the one thing I wish I had a little bit more early on because I spent about five years of just of kind of sticking with, with only, it was mainly ART, was so kind of stuck with five years of ART. And I missed low back, acute low back. I missed them all the time. I was like, these are just tough cases. Yeah. And as I started to explore outward, I was like, wow, I'm getting really better at like low backs are like easy. Like I would love a quote unquote IT band, hip flexor, neuralgia parasthetica, all these things that are contributing from like lumbar spine disc or neurology. They're so easy. Like in most cases, they're so easy. Um, and I was really money at like, uh, ankles, feet, hips, and I probably missed a lot of hip FAIs and things like that back in the past shoulders. I was really good at necks. I was good at, but like the lumbar disc or like acute lumbar flexion intolerant, I was shitty, really bad. And so that five years kind of struck me out for those really. Yeah. That's interesting. Getting the, you know, one of my favorite quotes is dogma is the death of mastery, right? So that's like where... I'm trying to just see what works and see what doesn't and then go like, and like I said, following the right people. And if they talk about it enough and it works enough for them, then I should probably pursue that. You know what I mean? Like I think, you know, last time I was out here or out in uh, San Diego, you know, Ben really started going off on, on talking to me and Andy about nerves and what's going on and how to relieve this pressure here and how to relieve that pressure there. Like really start talking about the, the neurodynamics and, and, you know, there's so much value to that, that, you know, he was talking like, man, I'm thinking about just changing my Instagram handle to, Hey, I get rid of sciatic pain. And <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. And <laughs> oh so, God. Yeah. Those so, are usually so, so easy. It's so surprising with uh, you'll learn it when you go to Shacklock. So someone, <laughs> when the person rolls in your office and they're just like on the ground laying there and like their leg is just lit up, you pick up the other leg and all of a sudden it goes away. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> like Oh, yeah. They're like, how did you do that? It's like, oh, oh, it's, it's like, I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. So but you can't get rid of those really well with, with manual therapy. And we get stuck in that whole, like, massage it away. And like, you get watered down with like, maybe you chase the calf pain and you can't do it. You know, it's yeah. just, it's, you shouldn't do it. Right. And that's what's really important to me is figuring out the most effective way to do that. So like you said, we could make a huge difference within their, their, uh, their pain scale just within like 10 or 15 minutes, because that's what, you know, makes you a better practitioner. And that's what makes people come to you is the fact that you can do that for them. You know, it's, it's a, and you know, there's so much information that I wish I had, but then like you keep saying, it's like your school is really good at the basic information. And so what we're trying to figure out with me and Andy and our uh, workshop is like, what is the basic information that like massage therapists, coaches, and trainers need in order to be more effective at what they're doing. And yeah. There's, there's a lot missing there, I think. Yeah, I think there is. Uh, I know that with, um, as I was, I've been, I've been reading recently, there was a, the CRISP protocols by uh, Donald, Donald Murphy. It's a uh, lumbar spine and there's also a cervical one too. He lays out really well in there uh, a kind of a flow of how to manage like say a back case and how you screen them out for like red flags and can you mechanically produce the pain or not? If you can, then they fall into these maybe five 
like top tier categories. And then maybe you uh, do these types of care based upon what you find there. Uh, it's hard though. I think when, when trainers, massage therapists and chiropractors, if they don't have, kind of have like a rough outline of what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and there's a ton of information that they know, but it's like, how do you apply it? So I'm sure all the stuff that they learned in school is like, I'm sure you guys go over, you know, how to screen out to make sure you don't have metastatic cancer, you know, right. and just some questioning series on things. But I think we have to be willing to do less sometimes. And the, your, your example with the sciatica pain, uh, so people with sciatica with me, when they're, when they're still like, a, like at the peak of their stuff, I, I, like, I literally almost do nothing to them. Like you put them in positions, you, you kind of guide them through stuff. You show them how to manage it at home. Like you, you kind of talk to them a little bit to calm down their fear because they're f freaking out yeah. um, and you get them into a comfortable position. But I don't do any manual therapy on them at all. Um, and I don't beat the piriformis up. I don't chase the nerve down the leg. Um, and then later on we can scale it appropriately. And it would probably feel very odd as like uh, a, a massage therapist to just lay, to kind of sit on the table with the patient and kind of hold their legs and just drape them off the table. But if they feel better, they feel better, you know? Right. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we need to get over that fear of like, Hey, we need to get on the table with this person and do this. You know what I mean? Because this is what makes it better. And so, you know, I'm really looking forward to that course so I can start to learn that stuff because I'm pretty good at it right now, but I could be a lot better at it. And that's going to really be uh, that's a giant hole in my understanding. Like I understand how it works. But then, you know, once I go to this course and I'll be like, yes, this is, these are like the tools that I need. Well, I think you're, I think you're going to find as you go through. And, and so I think for, for chiropractic, we have to, we struggle with this a little bit more mainly uh, because when people come, when they're stereotype of us, it's like my neck, my back, like that's what they think of us as. Right. They don't typically think of plantar fasciitis or calf pain or hamstring tightness or right. IT band stuff. Right. And so a lot of those, if you, if you uh, incorporate this into your practice, this is the, I do a test. Um, I let them pick something. When's your IT band hurt? Oh, it hurts when I squat down or when I sit. Great. Show me that. Cool. We're going to do this nerve based stuff first. If it works right. If it doesn't, I, I, I'm not offended. Just tell me truly. And yeah. so we'll do like five minutes worth or so. I have them stand up, go ahead and squat again. Hey, my pain went away, you know? And so you're going to find so many things where it's like, huh, this seems like it should be a muscle tightness and they've been chasing it with a foam roller for so long, but it's just not going away. Maybe I'll treat it like a nerve because nerve creates all those guarding effects. Right. right? And it's so that's so easy. Yeah. And so that's essentially the way that I think about it now is like, why is that muscle tight or why is that tight? It's because it's the, the brain has deemed that area unsafe. And so it's trying to protect it. So then as soon as you make that area feel safe, whether it's from a nerve or a muscle or whatever, then the brain is like, oh, we're good, and then releases it, and then the client feels better. Right, and if people are having trouble understanding that concept, because I know that I've talked about threat before, and then Justin Dean gave me this good analogy. He says, yeah, he says, what happens when a bone breaks? Does it heal? He says, yes. And we say, yeah. What happens when a tendon tears? Does it heal? Probably, you know, part partials. What happens yeah. when a muscle tears? It heals. What happens when a nerve tears? you're paralyzed. Right. And so there's a hierarchy of protection. And so, um, you take that nerve thread away or you guard, you help the nerve feel better. Then it stops. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to pause for just a second. Hydration issues. So hold on just a sec. Okay. I'll do the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're back. We're back. 
that's like the worst part of podcasting is sometimes you're like, oh my God, they're saying so much important stuff and I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it does happen. Uh, there's been quite a few times where just before starting to record, like, like 10 minutes prior, I'll go, I'll go to the bathroom. And then like, like, hmm, two minutes before, yeah, I can go again. You, know, <laughs> yeah. just, you make right. sure. I'm just going to hang out in here for a while, make sure I get it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget what we're talking about. Oh, oh, nerve, nerve stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the nerve stuff is actually when, when you, when you look at the, at the body, I think is you, you have them test their symptoms and it's a, I tell them proofs in the pudding with this. It's like, if it works great, if it doesn't work, I have no problem. Like I will do whatever, like you came in for massage of your calf. I will, that's fine. I'll do it to you if this doesn't work, but if it does work, just know this has no relationship to the scar tissue in your calf. Yeah. If it does work, then then please trust me and progress on this. You know, right? Yeah, and it's a, but that's a why it's so important. I think to have so many tools in your toolbox, just so if whatever you're proficient at doesn't work, mm-hmm. you're not just standing there being like, okay, so now what do I do? You know what I mean? You have to have, you have to. That's it's so incredibly important to me to just know as much as you can so that you have different options to work people with. So you're like, okay, so that didn't work. Now what do we do? So we'll check this out and then we'll check this out and then we'll keep going down this path and we will get you better. I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, um, I always, always, when I was, as I was writing this outline to my, uh, for my workshop, I was thinking, how do I get my idea across of how I would ideally work with a person? And so we have to in, clinically, we have to come up with our differential diagnosis. So there's like, two or three things this person can have, you know, and you rule the ones out. And so I'm like, well, say we landed on plantar fasciitis. Well, why don't we form uh, four differential theories of how to, of why this is occurring in the first place and then check those ones off too. And you just do it via your tools. If, if that tool didn't work, it's probably not that. If you did that one, um, like Im- improving the transverse, transverse arch thing and you did it really well and they still had symptoms, maybe it's not that, you know, right. you just kind of check down that box but you got to have your tools first, right? Right. Indeed. And then, you know, <laughs> the way that you were uh, talking about uh, Michael Bann, I think is really funny. So that was something that I was thinking about while we took our little break is there's just, these, <laughs> you know, there's just, uh, you know, there's, so there's like kids, like there's sometimes that kids are just driving me crazy where I'm just like, God, what is the matter with you? But then you just change your mindset and you're just like, Oh, they're just little drunk people. Like, <laughs> So so that's how that works. So they're just like, you know, that's how they can just be sitting there peacefully watching a video on their iPad and be like, Oh, I need to go destroy that thing over there. And then they just go and do it. And you're like, Oh, you're hammered. That's all. This is, you know what I mean? Or, um, you know, there was a person (laughs) that was in our gym yesterday and I was like, uh, so, you know, I got done with the, uh, the justified just blew through all the seasons and now, Then yeah. I just got finished with the office and I'm just like, Oh, you're my Michael Scott. That's <laughs> yeah. now I just have to treat you the way that Jim treats you and then we'll be good. And it just, you know, so <laughs> yeah, those people make life interesting really. So I, I don't think we can, <laughs> no, I think it's, I think we all, uh, my girlfriend always says we're, she always says we're, we're our own brand of crazy. So basically that's we're true crazy. Yes, because yeah, that's, that is true. So then it's <laughs> just being really <laughs> self-aware. Like, am I being the crazy one right now? Because that's really helpful too. You know. Yeah. Just, you think about how people manage like you. You know. Right. It's great. 
Great. He's 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 uh, dwighting me. That's he's dwighting me. <laughs> For the, he's my Dewey. That's like <laughs> yeah. Who's wait? Who's that HR guy in the back? Who just no one really like? Just, oh, Toby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's, to- he's just being Toby to me. I just, God, I just hate hate Toby. Freaking Toby's just the Toby. one there, just moping around all the time. <laughs> it's always Toby's fault. Um. Oh, just just the thing too. I, I I just realized that this might be helpful for your for your idea. Uh, I'll circle back into what people might what what the trainers and PTs might want to know. Or I guess I keep saying PTs. Um. Uh. Therapist. It's massage yeah. therapist. It's relevant. Uh, it was that it's relevant because I think there's a lot of stuff that everybody needs to know and it shouldn't be just based on a profession by profession basis. So, you know, I know. Well, that's why, that's why I'll bring this up and, and, and to be clear, I guess so everyone knows I, I didn't come on here to pitch anything, but this is actually pitch. <laughs> um, so me, me and Ben actually, uh, me, Ben and, and Philip Snell uh, came up with an online CE program. And so what the idea was that is that we have, uh, it, again, it's your, it's your, um, charcuterie board your, your cheese platter it's your sampler platter um and so we have on there that we started with uh, flexion intolerant lumbar spine but right now we're recording a, a upper quarter and so we have shack lock on it um we have guido who uh, i don't think he took his but andy took uh, guido we have guido on it yeah um ben ben is gonna be doing stuff uh, at some point we're gonna have, uh, we, we had talked about maybe having some some Stu mcgill on there we have greg layman um and so I'm on it as well. And so then it was the point is that like, so you go through there and I'm hoping that when people go through and they're looking for like, Hmm, what else can I learn? These are two hour segments of these people sharing what works for them with these types of cases. Um, and a lot of them are podium, podium presenters. Um, do you know, do you know Cody DMAC by chance? Mm, I've, I've heard of him. I don't know a whole he, lot about him. No, he, inter- he introduced uh, me and Ben. Um, and so he's, He's a really, uh, he used to, he used to work a lot with power lifters, but he, he was by me and then he moved away to Dallas to teach at a school, uh, of chiro- for chiropractic over there. But, but he's on there and he has a section on, on how to, how to get people to load again, like, like gym training without, without flaring up their back or getting them back into, uh, get back, get them back into lifting really quick. Dude, that section right there is so money. So yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, if you work with anyone with a back one, you should check that one out. Um, but if you guys are interested, it's, it's, it's pro chiropractic online CE. Um, that'll be launching really quickly here. Nice. I'm really excited about it. And, and so what's the cost on each uh, little segment? You know, um, I, I don't know that for sure yet. Uh, me and Ben, have, we didn't actually realize. So since actually it's, it's CE based uh, for chiropractors only right now, we were kind of been going back and forth on, are we going to allow people that are not of, that are getting CEs if, if they're not getting them and they're not credentialed for their profession, if we're going to even, kind of allow it but we realized that like cody section for loading would be really good for trainers right. um and it would probably be good for you because you kind of span into both and it seems like every doctor who does hashtag does your doc even lift probably <laughs> probably like this as well and <laughs> right and so if i had to guess i think we had talked about like 50 bucks yeah or something like that um i don't remember and we actually didn't even realize recently that we could actually split them apart we had to talk to the credentialing board and they're like, Oh yeah, you could, you could do whatever you want. So, um, but we can always sell them for non CEs. The CE is just the pain in the ass part. And that's why the thing is really not live yet. But, yeah. uh, cause we got a California's lagging on this thing. Right. And so that's where Arizona too, by the way, you guys, your board is chiropractic is 
They ask for more stuff than any other place. Well, just that, you know, I don't know anything about that, obviously, but you know, the, the massage board, I'm like, do you, like, you know, you work for the massage board, right? So like when I ask you massage board questions, you should have like a basic understanding of your job, right? Like, this is how this works. Like, yeah, it's just so like, just. I just only have to talk to them probably once every two years and it's just such a pain in the ass, but that's like, you know, you guys, uh, uh, producing this stuff really inspired me to start producing stuff also. So that's where I got to start talking to those people more often. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, that's kind of the hard part, um, that I'm understanding now. So like what's basic understanding for you is really incredibly important beneficial knowledge for everybody else and so you know just starting with that and then you know kind of coming where from what uh ben was talking to me about uh probably a year ago is like you know there's some times where you're just so into your business and what you're doing that you're like oh shit i gotta take some ce's you know what i mean (laughs) we're so really we're really pissed at ourselves right now because we had to do or he had to do the other online platform this year again he's like dude we did, we started this a year ago when we were, when we were pissed that we had to do this. I can't believe I'm doing this again. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I guarantee you that, that, that massage therapists are that way too. So that's a huge hole that I feel like I need to start filling. And so I think that that's a really good idea. Well, just some, just some suggestions to you. Cause uh, as our first go around um, for the module one, which is the back one, uh, we learned a lot of things from the admin side, which it didn't, it, it wasn't, the content is great, but the admin side of what the CE actually is for, quote unquote, is or what is categorized is a different story. And as, as we're rushing module two out, it's because we're trying to fill a little bit of a hole in module one. And, and so we, uh, chiropractics, at least in California, we, we require four hours of history taking, exam, um, uh, uh, like adjustments or like some type of manual therapy protocol. And so we only got credit, credential for two. But I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, so we had a whole section there again with Cody doing like rehab exercise. It was two hours of, re- of loaded gym-based rehab exercise, pushes, pulls, cleans, things like that, right? And so they called that, uh, I think they called it like theory or something. Huh. And so, but I think if we would labeled it as, because uh, uh, I think they read the titles, you know? Yeah. And like, oh, gym work. Yeah, theory, you know? And so, but if we had labeled it as, uh, um, manual corrective exercise or something like that they probably would have allowed it yeah so uh, when you do go through that make sure that although you're excited about your content and how unique it is don't call it unique to the board right yeah Mm, yeah so i need to i need to talk to somebody that has a brain down there (laughs) (laughs) figure out what i need and and what they're actually looking for because that you know like we discussed on your podcast there's if you go on the arizona massage board probably 90% of the education that I've taken over the last three years is eliminated from even counting. So like, you know, that's where, you know, I benefit from taking like neurokinetic neurokinetic therapy and uh, rock tape stuff is because that actually counts towards like massage therapy stuff, but they just, and so like, it's just, there's just the, it's just all this like basic, basic information that's on there. And it's just, it's all kind of redundant from what you learned in massage school. So like craniosacral therapy, then there's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, craniosacral therapy too. And then, 
it's just, but, I don't know. I bet if you did, like, let's just say, um, by some of the stuff you'll probably learn at, at Shacklock's course, let, let's just say, um, in for the massage board, you have to, like, you can just say uh, advanced methods of, Q, of quadrus labor massage, right? Yeah. And so you can show different techniques of it. But basically, it's it's positional based in, in in this analogy. It's like if right. the person is is tolerant of contralateral flexion away, and it makes their symptoms go away, you can still rub on their lightly. In this case, lightly rub um, effleurage on their QL, <laughs> and, and you 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 have them in a sideline position, which is all that that you we would really care about. Right. But but when you position it to the board. Or in the attendees go through like hmm, maybe I'll try that. I, I don't believe this effleurage and the QL would actually work in the sideline position, and, and then they stand up and the person feels better. And they're like, holy crap, why'd that work? And so yeah. maybe you have explanations in there, and those are teasers into more of your um, uh, more of your stuff. You yeah. know, I would maybe yeah. go that route a little bit. Yeah, and so I just have to. That's what I'm really focusing on uh, over the next like six to eight months is like how to package all this stuff mm -hmm. you know what I mean? and so trying to figure out you know because i took uh you know like we were talking about on your podcast i took i think uh 10 courses last year and like 12 the year before that plus like working and coaching and mm -hmm. then so this year i took the, the michael shacklock course is going to be the first one that i take and so now i'm just been really figuring out how to integrate everything that I've learned and what to call myself because it's not like your prototypical massage therapy. You know what I mean? So it's just that, you know, really starting to figure out what direction I'm going and how I want to start teaching this stuff. Yeah. I would just call uh, around town. you just be the massage guy, my massage guy. Yeah. What's he do? Uh, he's my guy. He's just my go. guy. Trust me. <laughs> he's Trust me. He's my guy. He's my commander. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I really think you could, oh, by the way, uh, if you, uh, at least in California, if you present for 12 hours uh, in person, or in my case, 12 hours, uh, that counts as part of my CE. And so you can get some of yours taken care of just by presenting. Um, I don't think we get anything for being online presenters, but uh, if I were you, I would just package it up as, uh, you know, lumbar, uh, advanced lumbar spine massage. Um, I, I had a call uh, a student uh, or an intern that was with me for a while and he, he recently left and he started doing, uh, stuff over in the East coast. And so he was, he was in this clinic over there that they mainly did. It was like, it was like PI, like car accident stuff. So they put people on STEM units and he's like, dude, I'm so like, this is, this is driving me insane. And so he started to get creative rather than doing a, a face down prone, relaxed, QA, uh, uh, East, East M on the, on the QL area. He put him into a uh, into a prone prop position, and so he said, "He said, hey, they started feeling better." I'm like, "Yeah, because you put him into a prone prop. It wasn't about the ease them." So with your with your massage stuff, I, I would I would think the easiest win is to put him in positions and then do the same massage you're already doing. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Right on, man. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're out of time because you got a bail, right? I do get a bail. All right, good talk, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh. Did you actually hit your computer? No, because <laughs> I can't afford a new one. <laughs> right on. Thank you so much for coming on again, dude. This was really fun. Yeah, man. I'll have you on mine uh, soon. We just got to get through all that launch of the Pro Cairo uh, CE stuff because those are, uh, I have those presenters kind of grouped up. Right on. Perfect. Yeah, let me know. I'm always ready. Okay, cool, man. I'll all talk right. To thank you, later. you, sir. Peace.